Hey everybody, my name is Ethix. My name is T. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Fearful Thoughts. Welcome back everybody, how are we doing? Great, yeah, welcome back everybody. Uh, hope everybody had a good Christmas. And hopefully a happy new year coming happy up. Happy new year's coming up, yeah, yeah. How was your Christmas, buddy? It was pretty good, spent time with the fam. Yeah, yeah, get anything cool? Yeah, actually, I got something really cool, and I might bring it to the show, because I actually want people to see it. It's really badass. So, it's a werewolf candle holder. Ooh, like, so we could do this by candlelight? Okay, listen, no, it's not anything romantic. We're getting creepy. <laughs> oh, you're starting to piss me off, you little piglet son bitch. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot to mention. We have, um... We got some new equipment that uh, we're going to be using, and it's going to be a lot of fun, actually. Oh, yes, yes, I'm enjoying our new equipment already. Yeah, no, he's playing with the soundboard like crazy, so... I'm loving this. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's loving it more than when uh, Black Eyed Kids drop by my door. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Um, first of all, we we want to uh, we want to apologize uh, to people. Uh, the episode got out and is going to be out a little bit later, and uh, we were having a little bit of a technical difficulty. Yeah, the equipment wasn't acting right. Yeah, so we had a huge issues and technical malfunctions, but we're back up and going now. Yeah, no. Um, so we're going to be getting back in a normal schedule, hopefully, and we're going to be getting back into scares. Yeah, so uh, by the time this drops, it'll only be like a couple of days before people get to see or hear the next one. Yeah, I no. mean, that'll be kind of cool. They won't have to wait a whole week. Yeah, it'll be it'll be actually pretty nice. Yeah. Um, so... I'm actually pretty excited. Um, me too, me too. Oh, um, have we gotten any new voice messages yet? No. <laughs> no, we have not. Um, if you guys... <laughs> Thank you for uh, weighing in there, Consuela. Yeah, no, uh, she, she's always just around. Um... No, if you guys haven't already, make sure you guys go to the voice, uh, to the Anchor app and voice message us. Um, you don't even have to download it. Um, if you guys want to, uh, this will be on YouTube. So it'll be in the link in the description as well. And I will also post it on various different places so that way we can uh, hopefully get some messages going. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I mean, and and they should be able to comment on the YouTube video yeah. as well. So that'll be good. Yeah. So maybe one of these days, if you guys want to start commenting on either the YouTube page or or whatnot, um, we could we could read like comments too. Yeah, that'd be awesome because uh, you know we're not getting any feedback here, and uh, it's starting to uh, drive me nuts a little bit. You yeah, know? And it, it's crazy. <laughs> Do you want to know how many people that we have so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have we are up to 59 people. 59 and nobody said a word to us. Yeah, what 59 the fuck people. people. What I know, the fuck? I know. It's 
it's it's a struggle, but um, it. You're having way too much oh, fun. Oh yes, yes, you know it's um. Um. So today's episode, we're gonna be talking about a few unicorns. No. Damn it. No. I prepared a whole bunch on unicorns. That's dumb. <laughs> Not when they impale people with their horn. Okay. Are you saying that's like, an episode you'd like to do? Would you like like to... cabin in the woods? I was you thinking that movie. I was, I was thinking, thinking My Little Pony for you. <laughs> and you like, yeah, was stabbing people with his horn. That was pretty sweet. He was pretty horny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Um, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about a few different serial killers, um, and just some fucked up people. Oh yeah, I mean, there, 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 there's tons of fucked up people out there in the world. Yeah, a lot more than others. Um, some of these serial killers, I mean, it's like, woo, you know. Well, yeah, and, and some of these serial killers, uh, most of the people that knew them, like friends, family, acquaintances, everybody, wouldn't have thought that it was them. It's always the person that you least expect. I, I That's what I feel like, especially when it's, a serial killer and not just like some gang member just shooting up a oh, street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely, man. Um, <clears throat> I forgot his name. I was going to name one that. Um, Ed Gein. That's who I was going to. Oh, Ed Gein? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was the shy, quiet neighbor next door. Like, nobody thought he was capable of doing what he did until he got caught and then they're like oh they're like oh fuck i used to hang out with that guy (laughs) i used to hang out with that guy (laughs) yeah you know so yeah no um a lot of sick twisted people cannibals uh people that deface bodies um necrophilia Uh, these are just a handful of things that people do um especially serial killers and no, oh, yeah, yeah. I it, mean, there's fucked up serial killers out there, you know. No, it's there's the a lot of killer. The what? Uh, the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Um, what was it? Uh, the Green River. Green River killer. That's yeah. in our backyard. The BTK. BTK. Yep. For those who don't know, that's buying torture kill. And uh, yeah, no, there's just Manson. Oh yeah. I I don't know that he was drink really the Kool-Aid. a serial killer. Drink so. drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> oh yeah yeah, there was that preacher who yep. uh, had his whole congregation drink the Kool Aid. I think his last name was Jones. Are you are are you related? Maybe. What are you What are you saying? I'm saying that uh, drink up the Kool Aid I handed you there, buddy. It's not Kool-Aid, it's water. Unless you put some shit in my water, then we're we're, we're going to have some issues here because then it's going to be a one show. Maybe. There might be some shit there. <laughs> um, so, this week, what do you got for us? The Random Horror Fact. Ooh, the Random Horror Fact. All right, so this week, we're going to be talking about the Poltergeist. Oh, the Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Not the remake, the original. Okay. <clears throat> so, two of the stars claim to have had otherworldly experiences during the poltergeist shoot. Jo Beth Williams, the mom, claimed she'd 
come home from the set to find the pictures on her wall were crooked and that she had realigned them but would find them crooked again five minutes later. Zelda Rubenstein, the medium, Mm -hmm. uh, claimed to have had a vision of her dog telling her goodbye and that the actress's mother told her hours later that her dog had died that day. Is there any truth to the notion of a poltergeist curse? The rumor grew upon the deaths of four of the franchise's cast members not long after their appearances in the movies. Dominique, who played the older sister Dana, was strangled by her ex-boyfriend just months after the release of the poltergeist. Julian Beck, who played Kane in Poltergeist 2, died of a stomach cancer in 85, shortly after production wrapped up on that sequel. Though he'd been diagnosed with the ailment 18 months earlier, and Will Sampson, the real-life shaman who co-starred as Taylor in the second film, died in 82nd, or 87, sorry, while recuperating from a heart-lung transplant and admittedly risky sh- surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is, uh, I, I didn't know that. Is she, she was an actual medium? No, she played. She played the medium, she played but. The medium. Uh, she claims to, uh, from what I got here, that she had a vision in her dream of her dog telling her that he was, he he was going to die. Yeah. I, I have, okay, so this still stays on topic. Also, the little girl. I can't, Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She died shortly after the second one, second or third. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And it was pretty shocking, too. I mean, she was very young. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Um, No, what I was going to say was... um, did you ever watch like uh, the TV show Ghost Hunters? Did you did, did you ever watch that? I, a little bit, yeah. Okay, so it's really strange because there was this episode that I was watching, and it was not too long ago, um, where they were talking about poltergeists, and so how they explain it is that it's not actually an entity in itself per se this is this is their theory mm-hmm. is that a poltergeist is something that is drawn towards the negative energy that you produce so your so if you have a quote unquote poltergeist it's your energy that's being caused to do that see so they were uh, the ghost hunters were at this lady's house and she was trying to sell it. She was afraid that uh, the people uh, who, was mo- who were supposed to be moving in were going to get this. And apparently, um, they went in there. They had no activity whatsoever. Nothing spiked. Nothing weird. No weird feelings. Nothing. And so, the leader of um, the operation was like, okay, so I want to test a theory out. And so he asked the owner of the house if she could come over and go inside the house. And he didn't tell the other crewmates. And when she and him, as soon, as soon as they walk through the door, granted, I know it's TV, but, you know, it's just it's yeah, shit like that. But anyway, 
as soon as they walked through the door, uh, they started getting spikes. EMF started going off. They started feeling heavy in different rooms. Um, I don't believe they got spirit box, um, but they, they had a lot of cold temperatures that were originally hot. Okay. Um, and so it was really weird. As soon as she stepped in and stepped back out, and it's like it all dissipated again. Weird. Yeah. So and and literally, you could watch the equipment on the on the episode, and it mm-hmm. just drops. It just stops completely. Huh. So it was just uh, his theory was that it was her negative energy because she's had a lot of stress going on, and it being brought onto her because she was having shit thrown around in her house uh, and a bunch of different stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But. Yeah, no, so I had to bring that up because I just thought it was an interesting thing. That is interesting and definitely on topic. I mean, yeah, it fits right in with the poltergeist stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed that theory, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's other theories out there similar to that, you know, so. Um, so guess what I got for you this week? No, no, no. <laughs> we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be playing another game of uh, two truths and a lie. Nice, nice, nice. Are you ready for um, today's game? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. You're as ready as you're going to be. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's get started. First one I got up. Otis Tool's grandmother was allegedly a Satanist. According to Tool's account, his grandmother took him on a grave robbing expeditions and made him participate in rituals that included self-mutilation. Tool went on to kill at least six people. And for number two, we got Arthur Shawcross saved a prison guard's life. Shawcross, perhaps better known as the Genesee River Killer, was serving five years for arson and burglary. He was arrested after only 22 months for saving a prison guard during a riot. He then went on to kill at least 14 people, and some of his murders include cannibalism. And then we have number three. As of 2010, America became the country with the most cases of serial serial killers in all of history. Wow. Um. Jeez. These are... I don't know much about any of these, so, um, God. Yeah. Man. Playing some, uh, some Jeopardy. Do, 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 do. It's all right. Uh, man. Yeah. Um... You could play the elimination. Try to eliminate. Um. Man. Um. Jesus. That's so hard. Uh, I don't. Come on. I'm thinking number three. You're thinking number three? I'm thinking number three is the why. Why do you validate your answer? Um, I don't know. The others have some pretty seemingly realistic facts. Could be facts. I don't know. I don't know anything about either of these, but um, 
there's a lot of detail to them. Yeah, where the other one, there's not, there, there, there's nothing. There's not even any numbers. There's not even any numbers. That's and, true. But take this into consideration. I love to write. Yeah. So yeah. that could just be me throwing you off completely, and being like, "Oh, let's take two chunks of info mm. and then leave you the little scrawny fact right there." <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the more I think about it, because um... I did that on purpose. I'm being. That's not a hint or anything. Um, I'm just saying. Right. Right. Yeah. No. No. You're right. I. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to change it to B. B? B. B is your answer? Yes, B is my answer. All right. Well, you are wrong. You should have stuck with your answer because of uh, that was the lie, unfortunately. It was not 2010 that America became the country with the most cases of serial killers of all of history. So you are wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm wrong that the lie was not B. Yeah. Yeah. Because the lie, the lie was, was C. God damn it. I, I was know. Like right fucking there. I, I, I played with your head a little bit. You son of a bitch. Yeah. No. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. As of words of Herbert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, I, I I don't know. I, I, I took some time on that one. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I can, I can tell. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting. <laughs> so, what? Um, do, 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 do. <laughs> nah. Um, a serial killer is someone who has murdered three or more people over a period of more than a month. With a cooling off period between murders, the motive is usually based on psychological, often sexual, gratification. Though the motives may also include anger, thrill, money, and attention seeking. According to the FBI, more than 70% of serial killers experienced problems related to substance abuse, while only a few serial killers were actually addicted to alcohol and substances. Many of them encountered them in their youth. Dr. Harold Shipman, 1946 to 2004, that's when that person was alive, is regarded as the most prolific serial killer in modern history with over 250 murders ascribed to him. He was a British doctor who murdered his patients. The oldest was 93-year-old woman and the youngest was a 41-year-old man. He hung himself in his cell in 2004, a day before his 58th birthday. Jesus. Did you know the blockbuster movie 7 is a creepy thriller about a serial killer who contrives to kill his victims in accordance with the seven deadly sins, lust, greed, gluttony, sloth, pride, anger, and envy. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. America's first serial killer is considered to be Dr. H.H. H. Holmes, who confessed to 27 murders in the late 
1890s. He claimed that he could not help the fact that he was a murderer no more than the poet can help the inspiration to sing. That's kind of poetic and really fucked up. Right? Right? Uh, how about some strange facts? Like, uh, did you know Jeffrey Dahmer impaled frogs, cats, and dogs' heads on a stick? Jesus Christ. That's some twisted shit right there. Almost all serial killers admit that they started by acting out their fantasies on small animals before they moved to humans and that the animal torture brought them a great source of pleasure. Given that most serial killers are from dysfunctional families, such psychological and abnormal behavior may be ignored. Jeffrey Dahmer's father, for example, had no qualms that his son performed animal dissections. Oh, wow. Crazy shit. That is, uh, see, that's what I was talking about. Like, it's, it's just something like that that gets all fuckered up. And they just go insane with the shit that they do. And honestly, I hate that. Like, uh, people that start with animals and then move on to people. Like, what 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 that little kitty do to you? What that little puppy do? You know right? what I mean? Like, I mean, what the fuck? Like, I'd rather you just kill people. <laughs> like, I mean, as fucked up as that sounds. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But, uh, wow, that's crazy. All right. Are you ready for my first uh, serial killer? Yes, I am. Is it Fruit Loops? No, it's Lucky. Yeah. Charms? Yeah, no. Lucky the Rabbit. Lucky the From Tricks. Oh. That motherfucker. He He's so lucky. So many bodies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Diabetes. Diabetes. He's killed so many people with diabetes. There you go. Man. Um, so, no. Actually, my first killer is John Wayne Gacy. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. You want to learn a little bit about him? Hmm? Not really, but go for it. Too late. John Wayne Gacy was an American serial killer and rapist who took the lives of of at least 33 young males in Cook County, Illinois, burying most under his house. Other bodies were recovered from the nearby Des Plaines River, sometimes known as the Killer Clown. For his habit of dressing in a clown costume and makeup, Gacy had an abusive childhood and struggled with his homosexuality. After being convicted of sexual assault in 1968, Gacy's murders were discovered um fun fact i was actually in chicago illinois not that long ago and uh we were going to drive by the house come to find out it's been torn down jesus well yeah. I, I yeah so I, I was kind of excited to see the house and then found out it was torn down i'd imagine um, though <clears throat> gacy was born on march 17th 1942 in chicago illinois the son of a Danish and Polish parents, Gacy and his siblings grew up with an alcoholic father who would beat the children with a razor strap if they were perceived to have misbehaved. His father physically assaulted Gacy's mother as well. Gacy's sister Karen would later say that the siblings learned to toughen up against the beatings and that Gacy would not cry. 
Gacy suffered suffered further alienation at school, unable to play with the other children due to a contingental heart condition that was looked upon by his father as another failing. He later realized he was attracted to men and experienced great turmoil over his sexuality. Gacy worked as a fast food chain manager during the 1960s and became a self-made building contractor and Democratic precinct captain in the Chicago suburbs in the 1970s. Well-liked in his community, Gacy organized cultural gatherings and was active in political organizations and the J.C.'s civic group. He was married and divorced twice and had two biological children in addition to two stepdaughters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Gacy was a member of a Chicago-area Jolly Joker clown club and frequently performed in clown attire and makeup at children's parties, charity, fundraisers, and other events as his alter egos Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown. The killer clown sometimes lured his victims with the promise of construction work or some other ruse, then captured, sexually assaulted, tortured, and eventually strangled most of them with his hands or with rope. Years later, during a conversation with the detectives while he was under surveillance, Gacy discussed his work as a clown, remarking clowns can get away with murder. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, how would you like to come across this clown? I mean... No, thank you. I mean, I know you don't like clowns to begin with, but this probably did not add to it, you know. Yeah, he was a big dude, wasn't he? He was a good-sized guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in 1968, Gacy was convicted of sexually assaulting two teen boys and given a 10-year prison sentence. He was released on par- parole in the summer of 1970, but was arrested again the following year... After another teen accused Gacy of sexual assault. The charges were dropped when the boy didn't appear during the trial. By the middle of the 1970s, two more young males accused Gacy of rape and he would be questioned by the police about the disappearances of others. Gacy referred to this period of his life as his cruising years. When he committed most of his murders... On December 11, 1978, 15-year-old Robert Peast heist went missing it was reported to police and the boy was last seen by his mother at a drugstore where he worked before he headed out to meet gacy to discuss potential construction job 10 years later a police search of gacy's house in norwood park illinois under uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous crimes including murder it was later discovered that gacy had committed his first known killing in 1972, taking the life of 16-year-old Timothy McCoy after luring the youth into his home. After a lengthy period of police surveillance and investigation and the discovery of several trenches filled with human remains in the crawl space beneath the house, Gacy eventually confessed to killing about 30 people. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, fuck that clown. Right? Um... Over the years, there have been lingering concerns that Gacy may have been responsible for the deaths of other people whose bodies have yet to be found. And when the police uncovered human remains in Gacy's house in 1978, eight bodies could not be identified. More recently, Cook County authorities used DNA evidence to identify Gacy's 
unidentified victims. In 2017, one of those men, victim number 24, was identified as 16-year-old James Jimmy Byron Hackinson. In 1976, Hackinson left his home in St. Paul, Minnesota and traveled to Chicago to begin life in the city. On August 5th, he called his mother to let her know he had arrived. However, police believed Gacy killed him shortly thereafter. In 1979, Hackinson's mother had contacted authorities to find out if her son was one of Gacy's victims. But she did not have dental records and the department lacked sufficient resources to identify him as a victim. Hackinson's mother died in the early 2000s, but other family members provided DNA samples in 2017, and authorities made an immediate match to victim number 24. Oh, wow. Yeah. like Getting a little crazy. That that length of time without knowing, I mean, that's crazy. That's, it's so sad, really, if you think about it, like. It is for the, for the family. Yeah. You know, all these years suspecting but never knowing 100%. I mean. That would kill me on the inside if I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure his family, especially his mother, really suffered. And she died not knowing. Yeah, not having the for sure answer. I'm sure she knew in her gut, though, that, like. She know. knew. I feel it, yeah. yeah. So, Gacy's trial began on February 6, 1980, with Gacy having confessed to the crime's the ar- arguments were focused on whether he could be declared insane and thus remitted to a safe a state mental facility. Gacy had told the police that the murders had been committed by an alternate personality. While mental health perce- professionals testified for both sides about Gacy's mental state, after a short jury deliberation, Gacy was ultimately found guilty of committing 33 murders, and he became known as one of the most ruthless serial killers in U.S. history. He was once sentenced to serve 12 death sentences and 21 natural life sentences. Jesus Christ. Gacy was imprisoned at the Menard Correctional Facility in Illinois for almost a decade and a half, appealing to the sentence and offering contradictory statements on the murders and interviews. Though he had confessed, Gacy later denied being guilty of the charges and had a 900 telephone number set up with a 12-minute recorded statement declaring his innocence. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Sorry. Jesus. Oh, can't help you. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Oh, Jesus. I mean, Jesus Christ. Both as anti-death penalty forces and those in favor of execution made their opinions known. Gacy died by lethal injection May 10th, 1994 at the Stateville Correctional Center in Crest Hill, Illinois. While in present at the Menard Correctional Center, Gacy took up studying the visual arts, especially painting. His paintings were shown to the public via expedition. Ex- Jesus Christ. They were shown at a gallery. Many of his paintings depict Gacy as Pogo the Clown. In 2017, Moloch's auctions in Shorespire, UK, auctioned off a number of Gacy's artwork as well as crime scene photos from Gacy's trial. Three of Gacy's paintings, including two originals of I'm Pogo the Clown, and they call him Mr. Gacy, sold for 
4,000 euro and 325,000 euro. Respectively, eight other works went unsold. Okay. I have actually seen some of the artwork. Uh, there was a museum in New Orleans that I went to that had, um, it was a museum of, of death, kind of. Oh, Jesus. And so it had all kinds of like medieval torture devices and stuff like that. And they actually had a whole wall dedicated to Gacy and it had his artwork and stuff up there. He was actually a pretty good artist. Okay, but to be fair, why would you, uh, I don't want to use the word idolize, but why... Right. Why yeah. would you, you know, sell it off and give him the satisfaction knowing that, oh, well, they loved my art, you know, you know, right. bullshit yeah. like that, like that pisses me off. And the second point that I had really fast, they shouldn't have lethal injected him. They should have fucking hung, hung him. Oh, I agree with that. Strangle him like he strangled other people. That's right. I mean, why let him off easy? That's I mean, the in my, way to in go. My, my opinion, that is um, the humane way, the lethal injection kind of thing. It's still, it shouldn't have been that way. I'm sorry. No, no, I agree. It's still considered painful, but it's not, not as painful as it should have been for yeah. somebody like that. I mean, seriously. Um, there was a movie. Oh, based on him? In 1992, television movie titled To Catch a Killer... Explored the efforts to find out what happened to the missing teenage boys who were later discovered to be among Gacy's victims. The movie starring Brian Dehaney, Michael Riley, and Margot Kidder was nominated for an Emmy Award for Dehaney's performance. According to Dehaney, Gacy wrote a letter to him from prison protesting his portrayal in the film and proclaiming his innocence. Gacy's house was located at 8213 West Somerdale Ave in Norwood Park, just east of Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. On several occasions, visitors and family members reported that the house had an unusual stench which state, which Gacy attributed to mold or rodents. A simple one-story ranch house in the middle-class neighborhood, Gacy had outfitted his home with a trapdoor leading to a crawl space beneath the house where he would dispose of many of his victims' bodies. Otherwise, others were buried in the backyard or dumped in the nearby Des Plaines River. In 1978, with Gacy under arrest, the house was dismantled in an effort to find more evidence. The following year, the house and all structures on the property were demolished, and a new house was eventually built on the property. According to one worker involved in the demolition of Gacy's house, if the devil's alive, he lived here. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, Gacy was a fucked up clown. Yeah, he was. Really fucked up. I mean, I, I just... It really makes you just want to... Yeah, it makes you want to scream. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. That was ridiculous. What he put those families through and everything, you know? Yeah, no, and unfortunately, he's not the only one to do so, you know? Yeah, no, he's not, but... Uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, it's irritating. All right, are you ready to do some traveling? Yeah, I'm ready to travel. We're going to go 
flying across the ocean. Oh. We're going to London, baby. London? All right. London. London. Yeah. Can you guess uh, who, what killer we're going to be talking about over in London? Uh, I can name a few, but why don't you surprise me? All right. We're going to be talking about, and this, this, this is an old one, and, and still not solved. Okay. We're talking about Jack the Ripper. Okay. When you said old and still unsolved, I I got it right there. Yeah, yeah. Jack the Ripper terrorized London in 1888, killing at least five women and mutilating their bodies in an unusual manner, indicating that the killer had a substantial knowledge of human anatomy. The culprit was never captured or even identified, and Jack the Ripper remains one of England's and the world's most infamous criminals. He's a smooth criminal. <laughs> no. Stop. Stop. What? <laughs> no, no, no. He's killing me. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I got jokes. All five killings attributed to Jack the Ripper took place within a mile of each other. Or in or near the Whitechapel district of London's East End from August 7th to September 10th, 1888. Several other murders occurring around that time period have also been investigated as the work of Leather Apron, another nickname gave, given to the murderer. I, I like Jack the Ripper better, but yeah. Yeah. A number of letters were allegedly sent by the killer to London Metropolitan Police Service often known as the Scotland Yard, taunting officers about his gruesome activities and speculating on murders to come. The moniker Jack the Ripper originates from a letter to which may have been a hoax published at the time of the text. Despite countless investigations claiming definitive evidence of the brutal killer's identity, his or her name and motive are still unknown. Various theories about Jack the Ripper's identity have been produced over the past several decades, which include claims accusing the famous Victorian painter Walter Sickert, a Polish migrant, and even the grandson of Queen Victoria. Since 1888, more than 100 suspects have been named, contributing to the widespread folklore and ghoulish entertainment surrounding the mystery. In the late 1800s, London's East End was a place that was viewed by citizens citizens with either compassion or utter contempt despite being an area where skilled immigrants mainly jews and russians came to begin a new life and start businesses the district was notorious for squalor violence and crime oh wow yeah i I gotta say jack the ripper is probably one of my one of my favorite killers i it's fucked up again as that is to say favorite but he's the most interesting killer. He's definitely very interesting. Yeah, and to think that I they had like a prime suspect of him, but they couldn't they couldn't get him. Right? Prostitution was only illegal if the practice caused a public disturbance and thousands of brothels and low-rent lodging houses provided sexual services during the late 19th century. At that time, the death of murder 
or murder of a working girl was rarely reported to the press or discussed within polite society. The reality was that ladies of the night were subject to physical attacks which sometimes resulted in death. Among these common violent crimes was the attack of English prostitute Emma Smith who was beaten and raped with an object with an object by four men. Smith who later died of peritonitis I can't pronounce it is remembered as one of the many unfortunate female victims who were killed by gangs demanding protection money. However, the series of killings that began in August 1888 stood out from other violent crime of that time. Marked by sadistic butchery, they suggested a mind more sociopathic and hateful uh, sorry folks, than most citizens could comprehend. Jack the Ripper didn't just snuff out life with a knife. He mutilated and disemboweled women, removing organs such as kidney, kidneys and uteruses. And his crimes seemed to portray an abhorrence for the entire female gender. Interesting, you know, it's like he hated women. He's just like, fuck you, there goes your guts. He, he, he couldn't just go... Taking the V. Couldn't just go make love to a man. He just had to mutilate women to show how much he hated. Or, or she... It's still unconfirmed. Could be she. Maybe she's like a prostitute took my man from me, so I'm killing all prostitutes. Well, maybe it's it was a okay. Here's my theory. It could have been a prostitute, but she killed other prostitutes because she hated her own life. The reflection. Yeah. No, I was meaning like it was a somebody's wife and mm. a, her husband messed around so much on her. With prostitutes that she was like, all right, fuck this shit. All you prostitutes are going to hell. Yeah. No, I, I could see it. <clears throat> Jack the Ripper's murder suddenly stopped in the fall of 1888. But London citizens continued to demand answers that would not come. Even more than a century later, the ongoing case, which has spawned an industry of books, films, TV series, and historical tours has met with a number of hindrances, including lack of evidence, a gamut of misinformation and false testimony, and tight regulations by the Scotland Yard. Jack the Ripper has been the topic of news stories for over 120 years and will likely continue to be for decades to come. More recently, in 2011, British detective Trevor Marriott, who has long been investigating the Jack the Ripper murders, made headlines when he was denied access to uncensored documents surrounding the case by the Metropolitan Police. According to a 2011 ABC News article, London officers had refused to give Marriott the files because they include protected information about police informants and that handing over the documents would impede on the possibility of future testimony by modern-day informants. Oh, wow. That's kind of weird because how old the case is and that they're like, nah, we, we ain't giving you that. Like, what, what's the, what would be the real reason not to share that? I don't know. That, that is really weird. It but, is, you know? I mean, it's like, why would you not share that information? Maybe this guy could have solved it. Yeah. No, I agree there. I think 
if given the opportunity, it could have been it, it could have been solved. There, I, I think there were a handful of times in that case. Yeah, I think so. The number of Jack the Ripper suspects now runs to well over a hundred. Some of them are highly possible contain contenders for the mantle of Jack the Ripper. Others are just downright ridiculous. Each year, several books come out claiming that the authors have managed to crack the case and have solved the world's greatest murder mystery. Some of them admittedly have managed to unearth fascinating little nuggets of information and in so doing have added an extra little piece to the jigsaw. But the majority tend to twist the facts to fit the particular theory as opposed to looking at the theory and demonstrating how it stands up against the known facts about the case. There was a great amount of speculation that the killer demonstrated some amount of medical and or anatomical knowledge. To this end, the police began looking into the activities of several medical students who had spent time in asylums. However, this line of inquiry drew a blank as the movements of these students were accounted for and they were ruled out of involvement in the crimes. Others disagreed that the murderer was demonstrating any great degree of medical skill and opinion that his abilities were more of those of a butcher or slaughterman. The police therefore carried out an extensive inquiries amongst the numerous local butchers and slaughterhouses, but yet Again, nothing came of their investigations as all of the alibis checked out and thus eliminating those interviewed as suspects. Throughout the hunt for Jack the Ripper, the police remained convinced that they were looking for a suspect who lived in the district. On the whole, their inquiries and investigation focused on the neighborhood where the crimes were occurring. Over 2,000 interviews were carried out by the Victorian police officers. More than 300 people were actually investigated. 80 people were detained in police custody. It is possible that Jack the Ripper was one of these, but none of the interviews, investigations, or detentions yielded anything concrete that enabled the police to point the finger at one suspect and say that he or she was Jack the Ripper. Oh, wow. Yeah, that that's one hell of an investigation going on there. Yeah. Um, ever since the Jack the Ripper murders ended, suspect after suspect has been put forward as being responsible for them. Prince Albert Edward Victor, Lewis Carroll, the Freemasons, and Dr. Bernardo are just a few of the more outlandish Jack the Ripper suspects to have been put forward. Others such as Thomas Catbush and Carol Figenbaum were put forward around the time of the murders. Discarded as likely suspects and then found themselves brought back into the fame thanks to modern research or their asylum records being open to the public. Our Jack the Ripper suspects resource presents the case both for and against some of the more popular suspects. In doing so, you will then be able to sift through the evidence and decide for yourself which one of them, if any, you think is the likeliest of all the Jack the Ripper suspects. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, where, where do you even start with that one? I mean, Jesus. I, I can't remember, but um, there was this documentary that I was watching. And they found a notebook, right, 
at okay. someone's house that um, had the I, I can't remember the initials, but it matched one of the suspects. I, I think like a couple of them. It matched the suspects. Okay. And then it said, I am Jack the Ripper or something along those lines. And they were never found again after that. I think they were, uh, I think they left or fleed or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I still to this day, man, like I, that that's the most mysterious one. I mean, to not be able to pinpoint who or, you know, who he or she was at all. Like all they can do is speculate and look at, People had knowledge of being able to do those specific things back then. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised that, uh, you know, to do a little throwback on the show. But, uh, you know, back in like the Puritan days where the witch trials and stuff were mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. I'm surprised they just didn't take all those people and were like, eh, fuck it. You guys are all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So I- that way, it, you know, they didn't get away, but you also just murdered a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. So, and I know you can't see it, and those of our listeners who can't see it, um, I actually have some pictures scrolling through right now right. of artist depictions of Jack the Ripper. Um some a little more fantastical than the others. A supposed newspaper article from yeah. that time and stuff. So, yeah, you guys um, can check that out on the uh, the YouTube channel when the episode drops. Yeah. Um, also, the, I had the same thing with Gacy. There was some of his artwork up there and stuff. Yeah, pictures of his house being demolished. Yeah, this is going to be part of the new uh, new, new segment. Norm. Yeah, the new norm that we're going to be doing. So we're going to have pictures up, and eventually when we're going to be using the camera, it's it's still going to be there. I think that's... Oh, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying you, you, you haven't been able to figure out the camera. I know, I know. And why is that? Oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Let me have control of the soundboard. Let's see what happens. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's all I've got. Well, sweet. You know? So I think now is a good time for our um, little sponsor break. Our sponsor break. Yeah, and then so, we'll dive into the couple of psychopaths that I have to tell about today. <laughs> get away, Anchor. Here. And we're back. Welcome back. That All was right. a good little sponsor break. Yeah, it was. Are you, yeah. uh, you ready for me? I'm ready. I got my little juicy juice here. I'm all snuggled up in my chair. Ooh, getting a little comfy here. I just need my uh, my uh, blanket. You need your blanket. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. I didn't tell you. I got this awesome blanket for Christmas. Do tell. On the back side of it, 
it's like just all horror monsters. Like it's got Pumpkinhead, Jason, Michael Myers, Freddy, Freddy, um, Leatherface, Penny, Pennywise. There you go. Both versions. Ooh. Uh, Gremlins, Critters, Blade from Puppet Master. Um, Johnny from The Shining. Ooh, so you just got a dope ass horror blanket. Fuck yeah, <laughs> that's pretty sweet. Yeah, you should be wearing that. Um, uh, next time, next time I'm gonna be wearing it. We should have uh, next uh, next week's episode. We should do like a pajama. Wear pajamas. I don't know why the fuck we haven't been doing that this whole time anyway. I don't, I don't know. I got some pretty sweet pajamas, too. Yeah, you're going to be They're all They're universal up. monster pajamas. Ooh. And I have the matching slippers. Oh, shit, you're going to wear slippers? It's winter. <laughs> We're inside, fucker. I'm not outside in the goddamn snow. Well, yeah, God but... Goddamn. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> Fuck you. I was just meaning, like, walking into the studio. Like, that's all I meant. I'll, I'll live with it to get to the studio in my fucking badass slippers, okay? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, be prepared next weekend. I'm going to be all decked, decked out. out. I even have a couple different hoodies. Ooh. One's got Jason on it. I have one that is black and white, and it's got tons of horror characters on it. Kind of like my Blinky. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, not to mention my horror-themed cup. There you go. It's got a jack-o'-lantern on it, and it says, let's get smashed. Oh, shit. Fuck yeah. I mean, that's that's... That's fucking sweet right there. Well, I got a dope ass water bottle. It's got my uh, my YouTube logo on it. Mm-hmm. And, That's pretty uh, fancy. Where's our logo on it, bitch? Well, you see, uh-huh. this is fucking slack. This is my other channel that I've been doing. Slacker. And <laughs> you know what? To be I, what to, the fuck is this? <laughs> to go off topic a little bit, I uh. I've been live streaming a lot more lately, and it's a lot of fun. Nice. nice. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We've talked about it a little bit, but maybe we could do a live stream on our own here. So that way, no excuses from the viewers for not getting any comments or messages. Right? We'll just call them right out and be like, look, motherfucker, we there's- see you watching. It's like there's like 30 people watching and no one says anything. <laughs> watching me. No one's watching you. Uh oh. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Damn. Anyway, so let's get back on the topic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you got? Have you Some ever heard about Barney? No. No, 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 no. How about Consuela? I'm mm. sure that bitch has murdered some people. Probably. She's but... really good at cleaning to cover it up. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that she is a serial killer and should be on this fucking <laughs> list. There you go. Have you ever heard of the killer that's been called the Vampire Killer of Sacramento? 
I have not. Okay. His name is Richard Trenton Chase, became uh, known as the Vampire Killer of Sacramento because he would drink the blood of his victims and practice cannibalism with their body parts. Six Six known victims victims were claimed by Chase. Chase Chase was born on May 23, 1950 in Sacramento, California. As a child, he was known to set fires with the bed and torture animals. Again with the torturing. Jesus. Yeah. Once he became older, he started drinking and using drugs, mostly smoking marijuana and using LSD. He was in and out of mental institutions during his, much of his life. He developed hype, uh, hypochondria from his drug and alcohol abuse, which caused him to tell doctors that his pulmonary artery had been stolen, his heart would stop beating, and he claimed that his blood was turning to powder. When he was 21, he lived on his own in an apartment. His roommates became fed up with his behavior and decided to move out and eventually had to, had to return home. He didn't stay long because his father put up rent for a new apartment. He had no social life, no girlfriends. Chase spent time capturing and killing animals and then eating them raw or blended up. In 1976, he was hospitalized for blood poisoning after injecting himself with the blood from a rabbit he killed. Many patients and nurses were frightened by him and referred to him as Dracula. He was cutting himself, uh, shaving, or, he, uh, sorry, he was frequently found with the blood smeared on his face, which claimed he was cut from cl- cutting himself shaving. However, he was actually biting the heads off of birds and sucking their blood. Once again, he began taking medication. He was released. A year later, Chase found in... Chase was found in a field near Lake Tahoe, Nevada. He was naked and covered in cow's blood. The incident was reported, but nothing else was done. Uh, Only a few short months later, Chase shot and killed Ambrose Griffin. The event was was a drive-by, according to the FBI. Chase was not identified at first as the shooter. Uh, His next victim, Terry Wallen, was the 20-year two-year-old pregnant wife of David Wallen. She was found by her husband when he arrived home from work, disemboweled and drained of her blood. It appeared that Chase had collected her blood into a yogurt cup to drink it. Again, Chase was not identified as a savage killer. An investigation began and other incidents were discovered such as the burglary of a house nearby where the disemboweled remains of a dog were found. The FBI developed a profile for the suspect suspect based on the evidence it was a perfect match for chase the fbi asked for any information leading to his capture but it wasn't long before any before another murder was committed a neighbor entered the home of evelyn murath only to find a massacre not only was 36 year old evelyn found dead but her six-year-old son jason and family friend daniel meredith were also found dead Evelyn's 22-month-old nephew, Michael Feria, was also missing from the home. The playpen where Michael would normally be found was covered in blood and contained a pillow with a bullet hole. So it was assumed that he was also killed, but the suspect took the body uh, with him when he left. A significant lead for the police came from a woman in her 20s who mentioned that she ran into a man she had gone to high school with 
and uh, he approached her car. She noticed that his eyes were sunken. Uh, he was extremely thin, and he had blood stains on his sweatshirt. She identified him as Richard Trenton Chase. The police discovered that he resided within a mile of most of the murder sites. After staking out his apartment, police took Chase into custody. He was forcefully detained, and a gun found and evidence was linked uh, back to all of the murders. Authorities also discovered a 12-inch butter knife, uh, rubber boots, animal collars, three blenders containing blood, and several dishes inside the refrigerator containing body parts. A calendar was even found in his apartment containing a, the word today, marked on the dates of the Wallen and Mirith murders. A mummified, decapitated baby was then found later in the box outside of a vacant lot. It was determined to be the nephew of Ella, Evelyn Mirith. The trials began in 1979 and Chase pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. However, he was deemed legally sane at the time he committed the crimes and was found guilty on all six murder counts. During an interview, Chase admitted to walking the streets, checking to see if doors were unlocked. He stated that if the door was locked, that meant you weren't welcome. Following his conviction, he began receiving medication. Instead of actually taking the medication, he stockpiled it until he had enough to commit suicide. He was found dead in his cell in December 1979. Wow. Like, Jesus. Yeah, he was a fucked up dude. That is fucked up. Yeah. And I just I just thought it was one of those, uh, you know, guys that are like, I'm a vampire, but, you know, he's Really, not. it's just an excuse to fucking murder some people. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's pretty fucked up. It's interesting what these serial killers will do, or say, I mean, per se, to get off on um, insanity, please, and shit. Yeah, now how fucked up is that? He had fucking human remains on dishes in the refrigerator as if they were leftovers from last week's dinner. Right? You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's just so fucked up I can't even, like, wrap my head around it. You know, the more I think about it, the more that scenario just, just in that self reminds me of... Uh, uh, I didn't not, not Hannibal Lecter. Who was I thinking of? Uh, uh, Chainsaw Massacre. It reminds me of Leatherface and oh, his yeah, family yeah, yeah. when they that were family. That's a fucked up family. That yeah, was, um, but yeah, no, where they just had all of uh, everything out on display. Mm -hmm. It was just in insane. And I'm sorry, but 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 to completely call out and say. Uh, it was based on insanity. It's kind of fucked up, especially if you know what your motive was. Like, a lot of serial killers, they're really proud to be like, yeah, I fucking, I slashed them up. I and I ate them. that uterus right out of that prostitute. Or, you know, or you can <laughs> be eating and drinking very various different uh, human fluids. Just as our next contestant. Come on down to the prices, right? I don't have that <laughs> that sound bite, sorry. Yeah, maybe you can find it next week. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. The price is wrong, bitch. 
All right, all right, fine. I'll, I'll get, I'll get to it. <laughs> the Gray Man, Werewolf of Wisteria, Brooklyn Vampire, Moon Maniac, The Boogeyman, Hamilton Howard Albert Fish was known by all these ghastly names. Fish was a heartless fiend of a man who raped and ate children for pleasure. After watching and reading about him, you may find he becomes regularly featured in your nightmares. Prepare yourself. Albert Fish's less than ideal childhood. Fish's father was 75 years old when Fish was born and died shortly after. His mother wasn't able to take care of Fish or his siblings, so Fish ended up in a cruel orphanage. Caretakers often beat the children there, and they would even encourage the children to hurt each other a tradition Fish would later bring into the lives of his own children. Unlike most children, Fish grew to enjoy those beatings. When his mother eventually took him back, he even administered self-afflicted beatings in his spare time, soon developing a psychosexual fixation on the correlation between pleasure and pain. Fish became a bona fide masochist, no pun intended, Fish's family had a long history of mental illness. The list went from uncles to brothers to sisters to his own mother. Fish's mother suffered a regular visual hallucinations, uh, the sexual deviance and masochism, uh, masochism of Albert Fish. The Fish became experimenting with sexual self-mutilation, a favorite practice of his was embed, was to embed needles into his groin and stomach. Another fun pastime Fish had was flogging himself with a nail-studded paddle. In 1882, his relationship with a telegraph boy led him to learn he got sexual pleasure from eating human feces and the sight of uh and the sight or thought of urination. What the fuck? Yeah. And there's there's more. This guy was fucked up. That guy is seriously so there's like a, completely fucked <laughs> up there. The, uh, to get off, not a little bit off track, but anyway, there's a picture on the slideshow that I have for his pictures. Um, It's called uh, Albert's Peanut Butter. I and, just saw that, yeah. <laughs> and so that's um, what he... I'm he, sorry, folks. I would have had this planned the whole time had I... Oh, remembered. you didn't... You It wasn't showing. It's on now. It's on now. Okay. It's on now. Well, anyway, so he used to call, when he ate the human feces, peanut butter. And he would call and drink uh, pee, and he'd call it lemonade. And he would enjoy it. That's fucked up. Yeah. Like, holy Any, shit. Yeah. Fish's sexual preferences were deviant to say the least and soon devolved into extreme BDSM gong wrong. He became curious about what inflicting unwanted pain on others would be like. In 1910, Fish became or began a sadomasochist. Uh, sadomasochist, thank you, relationship. Uh, with a house painter named Thomas Kedden. Ten days into the relationship, Fish locked Kedden into, abandon, into an abandoned farmhouse. He tortured Kedden and even cut off half of Kedden's penis. Then, just like that, Fish decided he'd had enough for the day. Fish wrapped 
<laughs> Kedden's penis in a Vaseline-lined handkerchief, tossed him a $10 bill for his trouble, and kissed him goodbye. Some say this is when Fish's homicidal urges began to emerge. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that just made me laugh. Like, I just cut off half your dick. Here's 10 bucks. Here's 10 bucks <laughs> for your time. I mean, yeah. back then, I guess that was a subsequent, uh, a sus- substantial amount of money. $10. Yeah. Um, despite his deviant habits and growing signs of mental disturbance, Fish did not marry. Or Fish did marry. He had six kids with a woman who later left him for a border of theirs. Once Fish became unable to conceal his mental illness, Fish had regular auditory hallucinations and his children noticed his odd ways. Luckily, the, they claim that the worst Fish ever did to them was teach them mildly sadomasochist. How do you say that? Sadomasochist. Sadomasochist games. Other children were not so lucky. Fish started to become preoccupied with the idea of cannibalism. Like many budding cannibals, he began by eating raw meat. Uh, when that wasn't enough, he began abducting young children who, uh, whom he would abuse, then consume. Fish claimed to have had children in every state in the U.S. to police. It is unclear whether he was referring to how many he ate or how many he sexually abused. Fish would target homeless or black children in order to ensure they were people the public didn't notice missing. He developed a technique of abducting young people looking for work in the newspaper. This would eventually be his downfall. Edward Budd was an 18-year-old boy looking for farm work. Fish spotted this in an advertisement and decided to pay the family a visit. He planned to mutilate and kill Edward after luring him to do non-existent farm work. As Fish set up his trap, though, that he spotted Edward's 10-year-old sister. It turned out Grace would be much more suited to his evil appetite. Grace Bud, he would eat. Fish had visited Bud household under the false name of Frank Howard. He told Grace's parents that he was planning on going to his niece's birthday party and was wondering if dear Grace would like to join him. Her poor parents contested or consented. They consented it, not knowing that watching uh, Grace walk in hand with Fish was the last time they would ever see her. Fish brought her uh, to one of his houses in upstate New York and told Grace to play outside for a while. Fish undressed himself while she played so as not to get his clothes dirty with blood and then beckoned from a window for Grace to come inside. When Grace beheld Fish naked, she began to cry and told Fish she would tell her mother. She tried to run, but Fish trapped her in a room where he proceeded to torture and kill her. Even though Fish's victim of choice was actually young boys, it would be this little girl who would lead to his capture. Police investigated Grace's disappearance for six years before they found a lead. They would never guess the lead would come from Fish himself, Fish sent a gruesome letter to Grace's mother detailing the events of her death. He said in the letter, and I quote, First, I stripped her naked. How did she kick, bite, and scratch? I choked her to death, then cut her into small pieces so I could take the meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. Wow. Yeah. 
He intended to get a thrill out of causing panic. He had gotten away with killing, raping, and eating so many children already, but police were able to track down his whereabouts. The paper he wrote the letter on happened to be unique to the place he was staying the night. Albert Fish confesses. When police apprehended Fish, he confessed without any uh, pressure and with much enthusiasm. So galvanized uh, was he to divulge the details of his many murders. On the dozens of murders he confesses to, police were only able to verify three with evidence. When when psychiatrics evaluated Fish, he confessed to more than 10 sexual fetishes. Among them were pedophilia, uh, infubulation, infubulation, and exhibition. uh, Fuck, I can't say it. Exhibitionism. That's exhibitionism. That's, That's the word. Okay. Fucking words are hard. Fish claimed that God had instructed him to molest, kill, and eat his victims, and the defense pleaded insanity at his trial. Even though Fish had demonstrably been proven insane, the jury felt he should be executed anyway. Among one of Fish's most brutal confessions was the kidnapping and killing of a boy named Billy Gaffney. Fish recounted Billy's mutilation in horrifying detail. I quote, I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs. I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, gouged his eyes out. He was dead then. I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to the body and drank his blood. On January 16, 1936, Albert Fish was executed by electric chair. Fish was allowed to to chronicle the details of his many abductions and murders before he died. So vile were the notes that Fish's lawyer refused to have them released. His lawyer said, and I quote, I will never show it to anyone. It was the most filthy string of obscenities that I have ever read. Wow. And that's, that's the end. That's one fucked up guy. Yeah. Holy shit balls. So the joke of the peanut butter jar is uh, from Time Suck, um, which is Dan Cummins podcast mm-hmm. and he he does this character of albert fish he's like come get your uh come get your peanut butter butter he did like a fucking it's really fucked up though yeah i'm still hung up on the cut the penis in half and gave him 10 bucks <laughs> yeah half your penis is only worth 10 bucks my man uh I'm gonna I'm gonna say smoky anyone. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say no offense to your stories. I think his was my favorite. Yeah, his to read is on. definitely like totally fucked up and holy shit balls. No, and think about it like this. Like, I only scratched the surface of that whole case. Right, right. Of of yeah. all the shit that he did. Yeah, I oh, fuck. Yeah, he was uh, he was one demented motherfucker. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, holy shit balls! He, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here looking at the pictures, and yeah, he he just has this weird look in his eye. Yeah, he's a weird looking dude. And uh, a quick fact about him: he changed um, his name to Albert. Really? Yeah. What what was it 
before? Uh, before was. Or do you uh, not have that? No, it was it was Hamilton. So he went from Hamilton to Albert. Yeah. Um, he just I, I he just didn't like his name. I don't like his face. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, no, that was uh, a little, little fucked up. Yeah, I really fucked up shit going on there. I would have to say, between all the stories, that one is definitely the most fucked up. <clears throat> yeah, you had more of like a cool murder mystery fact to it, and the Gacy motherfucker clown. I don't, I don't like that guy. Right, right. Nobody really likes him. I mean. But I, I was just like cannibalism. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like it took what Gacy did and like went the next step. Yeah, because I mean he raped and murdered his victims. And this fucker, he fucking ate them too. Hmm. Peanut butter, but butter. <laughs> Chef boy RD. You want some uh, lemonade with your peanut butter, but butter sandwich and jelly? Just think if he made like some raviolis or something like fed them to the neighborhood kids like <laughs> you don't know this is your friend johnny he went missing honestly when i saw that he cut off uh his lover's penis i thought he was gonna eat it like when i was reading about it i was like oh shit he's gonna eat it i was he's thinking that too We're like mm, little smoky for my <laughs> little smoky mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, and it's it's so sad to think that he was uh, he was abducting like the homeless and black children and stuff. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Well, Does you got to think like, about back in 1910. I mean, I mean, we, was he going for dark meat? <laughs> that's oh, that's funny. But no, but uh, back then, you know, racism was still. Big, and oh, not yeah. to say yeah, that yeah. it isn't it, here it's now. It's still an but, issue now. I yeah, mean. but like back then, people wouldn't have even cared. Yeah, they don't. Back then, they didn't bat an eye at it. Really, and and that's so fucked up. Like it is. It's sad, but that's all I had for today. I'm I'm just still you're flabbergasted from <laughs> Albert Fish. I mean, you're gonna have some fuck dreams, sakes, huh? man. Chopping half the guy's wiener off. <laughs> I, like, holy shit balls. I, I, I I'm just imagining to... him putting it on, like, a little stick and, like, bar roasting it over a fire. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe like putting you, like, some... Like, 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 if you went camping and <laughs> uh, you had hot dogs and you cooked them over the fire, the campfire. Oh, God, dude. Like, that... That's what I'm envisioning right now. And then he... When he thinks it's well done enough, he pulls it off, takes a hamburger bun, goes. You mean a hot dog bun? Yeah, yeah, hot dog <laughs> bun. Yeah, it's like a hamburger bun. God, he's a now fucking he's a really monster. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, hot dog bun, and and then he's like, ah. Well, is he deep throat? <laughs> he might. Well, I don't know. It depends on the size of the wiener. <laughs> I mean, he's only got half of it. So, what was the full length? Uh, it must have I'm not been saying, that big. Just, just, just saying. I like your little smoky theory. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, that guy only has half a dick. Up. Jesus. Like, is it be that guy? I mean, did he die? It didn't say. It, it didn't say he like, died. 
I would kill myself. Be like, if I had half a dick, yeah, I'm killing myself. Especially back then, it's not like they could like put a prosthetic or something. A prosthetic. I want the vibrating one, please. (laughs) I want the the one with the button. Can I get the Bluetooth enabled one, please? Can I get the glowworm one? (laughs) Glow in the dark. Just fucking push it, and it turns (laughs) bright. (laughs) Just squeeze it a little bit. It's like a disco ball in your cooch. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Uh, I'm bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny, though. You know what you're going to be coming to next, right? What's coming? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh. It's coming. <laughs> Man, this is a this is a very interesting topic, and it, yeah, this isn't yeah. like the um, only people that we're going to be covering either. Right? No. Eventually, we'll do more killers. I'll look up for the more fucked up ones. Uh, clearly, I, <laughs> I I I picked ones that were personally interesting to me. Like when I knew we were doing this episode. I immediately was drawn to these two. Like, I didn't do any other research. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted these the two I did. I When I did my research, I'm going to be honest, um, when I was looking it up, I wanted a story with a man called the werewolf or wolfman, you know what I mean, something like that, as a serial killer. And then I did the other as a vampire. And because I was like vampire, werewolf, that's a little, that, that is cool. That is cool. I was trying to be clever with it. <laughs> Very clever. Um, but yeah, you could have done Vlad the Impaler. I like I said, we can we can <laughs> always go back and do oh, well, any of definitely. these. Definitely, I mean, there's so many that you can't just do these four and be like, yeah, we're we're good. We're never gonna turn back to this yeah come back to this topic again well yeah and the cool thing about this is that we're not just doing one killer and splitting it between the two of us we just did four and you know what i mean yeah so four random ones like i had no idea what you were bringing to the table some fucked up shit peanut butter and my little smokies like i know why <laughs> <laughs> Albert's Little Smokies. Albert's Little Smokies. Homegrown. Oh, God. I just imagine a field with dicks just standing up. <laughs> and he's just going in with a siphon. Chop, 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 but only half. Ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> for half your penis. Oh, God. Twenty for the whole Go on thing. Craigslist. They might Ooh. just do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Minor cannibalism. <laughs> just just minor. Jesus it's only half Christ. a dick. It's not yeah. a full dick, so it's not that gay. So Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's how we got away from thinking it was gay because it was only half a dick. No, but he was. I think he it openly admitted that he was sexually interested in men. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. no yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So please don't, don't get me wrong here. I have no... No opinion one way or the other as far as that goes. All right, whatever. I'm just saying. What no, you I know. Do, I, what you, you do in the bedroom's <laughs> your business, not mine. I don't care who or who you do. Yeah. 
Who or, gonna were say, you going to say what? Yeah, I almost said what, and then I stopped, and I was like, well, you know, animals don't really, like... Yeah, it's that, called bestiality. Yeah, well, it's not fair to the animals. I don't know. Maybe some of those animals are getting off on it. That's like, how you have horse people born. Horse people? I was uh, I was thinking about this. Or this, a wolf man. I, dude, just saying... <laughs> No, I'm not gonna say it. I take it back. I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but nah. Um, well, I think uh, that's a good note to leave it off of for today. Yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh shit! I'm just having too much fun with this one. Oh, I know. Um, this episode's been great. It's been a lot um, of fun. It has. Um. Tons of fun, so much. I don't really want it to end. I mean, it's it's oh, so kind of you're dragging it out. Kind of sad that it's got to end. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm having too much fun with our new soundboard. Well, good news is we got next weekend. Oh yeah, or this weekend. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like I said, we're gonna be back on track. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a cool one coming up this weekend. I'm excited for it. You want to give a quick little sneak peek? Well, what do you, what, what were you thinking? I mean... Yeah, go ahead. Fuck should it. Should we? Just do, do it. Do they deserve it? I don't know. No voice messages. Nobody's, you got a good you know, point. You know, when you when you go to our little voice message board or message board at all, and you look for it, and all you get is... Yeah, no, I agree. I uh, I check on that about every other day, and yeah, I can I can see when we get them or not. Um, so it's yeah, kind of disappointing. I mean, yeah, it is really disappointing. I mean, it's just I... yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it's okay because there's still a lot of time, there's still a lot of stories, and we have. Plenty of those coming up in the stories. near future. Oh yeah, yeah, tons of stories. So that's plenty of planned. time. Um, this coming weekends, it, it, it's kind of it's a cryptid. He's considered a cryptid. Yeah. And um, actually, did you know that he's been sighted, seen, whatever, pretty close to us. Yeah, just recently in this last year. No, I meant distance wise. Like he's no, only I, I, he's I, only like an hour and a half away. Not even that. Mm-hmm. There was a um I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. We might as well just tell him who it is. So that way well, Or do you want to keep a secret? Where are you talking about? I'm talking over by uh by Vantage. Over over that way more. That direction. Yeah, whatever. You're pointing towards um, Warden that way. Is that way more? Oh, yeah. That way's okay, Warden. Okay, you're right. You're right. Vantage so it's, is that it's way. that way. Okay, my yeah. bad. Uh, we're we're all pointing and they us. can't even see what we're doing. Vantage is south from us. But no, they caught um, what they thought was him on tra- a traffic cam, uh, uh, one of the oh, weather camps. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember that now. Um, no, I'm talking about up in 
the Wenatchee National Forest. No shit. I didn't hear about yeah. that. In fact, at one point in time, a really good friend of mine and I, uh, we were going to go hunt for him. We were working on putting our hunting gear together. Uh, we had night vision goggles Ooh. and a couple rifles. And, yeah, we were getting ready to go. You going to go shoot him? No, it's for protection. Not fair. I mean, he don't fuck around. That we know of. Well, I mean, some of the stories I've seen, he's that he can be pretty vicious. So, can I just go ahead and just say it? Because I'm pretty sure our viewers already know who it is by now. Do they? Do they? I don't know. I mean, it's not like they message us or anything. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, maybe. yeah, you guys are just going to have to wait to see what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm just going to say fuck it. <laughs> right? Um, he's found all over the world, though, in different places. Has different names. Um, artist depictions vary from region to region. Mm -hmm. Even within the continental U.S. Yeah, I think he's... Seen all over the world on different, like you said, different variations. Yeah, he is. He is. It's amazing, like just in the continental U.S. Though the different depictions of him. Hmm. Um, I, I can't wait. He's actually one of my favorites. One of my all-time favorites. Cryptids. Cryptid. Um, speaking of cryptid. Did you see my little cryptkin that's on our desk here? Your little Cthulhu? <laughs> yeah, my little Cthulhu cryptkin. Cryptkin? Yeah, he's pretty cute. He's pretty sweet. He's pretty badass. Hey, he's got a place up there right next to our Krampus. Yeah, a little Krampus over if there. If only you guys could uh, see this, um, we're starting to slowly decorate our office. Yeah, a little Studio, bit. A little bit by bit. Call it. Yeah, we we're, we're getting there. I we're mean, getting to the almost to the phase where we can do camera. Yeah, if only we had like a Facebook page we could post pictures <laughs> to. Yeah, hmm. I uh, huh. I'm on it. I'm on it. Are you? <laughs> yeah, are, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Are you really? Are yeah. you really? I'm huh? really on huh? it. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't seem like it. Okay. Okay. It really doesn't. All right, all right. I guess you're done. You're ready yep. to go to bed. Have your sweet little nightmares of serial killers running through your head. Getting my dick chopped in half. And yep. Your, <laughs> your two inch dick getting my two down inch to dick. one inch. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it, man. Can't help it. So be careful out there talking to the birthday clown, your next door neighbor, walking down the alley at night because you never know if a serial killer is waiting for the right time to end your life. So sleep tight. Don't let serial killers get you. And, and always, always be, be mindful, mindful of your, your fearful, fearful thoughts. thoughts. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs>